Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. The transition from graduating high school into your young adult life is a tough transition for young people. But you are so blessed and fortunate that you're actually in a local church because a lot of people have to just figure it out by themselves. It's a transitional time to where you have a lot of choices to make right now. A lot of, and Bailey, you're in on this too. You have a lot of choices to make right now. Totally, totally, totally rely on the voice of the Holy Spirit right now. Very important. These years, these, these next two or three years can shape a lot of the rest of your life. Listen, and when I say that, you're like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of pressure. No, 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 it's not like that. It's not like that. Trust the Holy Spirit to speak to you and lead you. In these, in these next few years. Of course, all your life, trust him. But this is an important time right now. It's a great time. It's where you're learning about more about your gifts and your callings and the talents that you have. But anybody who's lived through it and, and happy that it's over, me. Anybody else? Anybody else? A couple of, okay, good. Yeah, oh, I see it's on the back row back there. They're like waving me down. They're so happy it's over. But hey, it's, it's, don't discount this time though and don't wish it away. You're going to be learning so much about yourself, but just be thankful that you have the Holy Spirit living in you that's going to lead and guide you into all truth. It's not like, it's like, gosh, man, I, a lot of stress on me. No, no, no. You're going to get really good at casting your cares in a time like this, and you're going to get re- even better at hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit to allow him to lead you and, tr- and to guide you. So are you with me on that? Awesome. Awesome. Um, we're going to get started. Uh, Pastor Morgan last week's taught um, on a relationship series that we are in right now, and I'm just doing installment number two of that. I don't even have a message title tonight. I was going to call it something, but I was going to call it, uh... <laughs> oh, man, soulmate or soul tie, but I decided not to, not to call it that. You know, I just want to be a little more uplifting tonight, even though the shoe might fit. Um, can I tell you a story just to get started? We're going to talk about relationships. Everybody's like, oh, boy. Can't wait to hear what he's going to say. Okay. I'm just going to tell you about me real quick. I love telling on myself because it is embarrassing about my past. And Anybody know what the word simp is? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to tell on myself real quick. I know a couple of you love using that term because I hear it often. Um, okay. I wasn't the guy walking around the gym doing, like, really looking really stupid, you know, like, like flexing his, the only reason, bro, that you have muscles is literally because you're scrawny. That's the only reason. Because there's no fat on your body to hide your muscles. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so you got those guys that walk around the gym. I wasn't like that. But I, at a young age, my parents just said, you're not allowed to date. I, they never gave me a reason why. Just like, you're not allowed to date. I'm like, okay, girls of the devil, I guess. You know, it's like, oh, whatever. I didn't know why. Had no reason. Just that you shouldn't do it. It's bad. Kissing's bad. Holding hands is bad. This is bad. I'm like, okay, gosh. So I was like, obviously really scared of that stuff. Like a girl tried to hold my hand one time. I'm like, ah, I'm not really supposed to do this. I don't, ah. Now that's not a simp. A simp would be like, hey girl, hold my hand. But um, <laughs> hopefully there's none of you in here tonight. <laughs> oh, if anybody knows of those guys that are in the room tonight on Snapchat, acting like one, just let me know. I'll talk, I'll talk to them later. Anybody know any? Okay, no, don't raise your hands. It'd be awkward. <laughs> but I wasn't allowed to date, uh, which is, I'm thankful now. I'm thankful now. I, I used to think like, mom, dad, what's the big deal? All my friends have boyfriend and girlfriends and I've been asked by girls and I'm, I was basically like, I'm not even supposed to be talking to you. So um, I actually didn't have my, ready for this? Like my first real girlfriend until age 20. Wow. Wow. Some of you are like, dude, I'm, I'm 35 in here. I've never been on a date. Um, <laughs> I didn't have my first girlfriend. I had a girl I said, I'll see you at school. 
And when summertime came around, I didn't see her all summer. And I got a call for one day. It's like, hey, uh, I just I just never see you. Like, can we just break up? I was like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. I saw her at one softball game and she didn't talk to me. Um, I'm just I'm just letting you know how I was when I was younger. Sheltered country. Uh, I'm tall and thin now, but I was scrawny. I was probably like 25 or 30 pounds scrawnier. I had zits all over my face. I had like a curly uh, afro wearing a puka shell necklace thinking I was really cool and I was really not cool. And um, so, you know, this, I'm just giving you a little background story. Everybody's like, oh, I identify with you. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just letting you know how I was. Not you, not you. I'm not calling you out. And so that's, that's kind of how I was. Uh, I remember <laughs> this girl that I kind of liked me one time said, whenever I think of us together, I think of us kissing. And I, my face turned so red and I was ready to rip that letter up like, oh, like, I don't know what to do with this. I never talked to her after that. That's how I was. That was my thinking of, on all this stuff. I had no reasons why I shouldn't date, no reasons why I shouldn't kiss a girl before I'm married to her, no reason why I shouldn't do this or that, just that it's bad and you shouldn't, Right. I think probably a lot of people in this room are either in that boat or have been in that boat, if you know what I'm saying. So um, that's a little bit about my story. And then I finally met Jessica Bach. I gave her my last name. She was Jessica Mills, but we'll, we'll forgive her for that. But she's Jessica Bach now. And I finally met my, met my lady. I had, a, I had a mental list of things in my head of what I thought a potential spouse might be. I didn't have a good youth pastor when I was real, real, real young. I didn't even have a youth pastor when I was young. Uh, telling me to make a list and write things down, characters and, and char uh, characteristics and qualities and, and things you were believing for in a spouse. I didn't know I was supposed to do that, but I always had a list of things that I thought would be awesome to have. And my wife has met all of those. And then she, so I had like one through 10 and then she added like 10 through 40 of stuff that I didn't know I needed for my life. And she checked all those boxes. Get you, get you a, uh, a spouse like that. Somebody's in here is like, dude, I'm 11 right now, bro. Like, I'm just trying to play Xbox. It's like, I don't even like girls right now. I mean, I haven't even discovered that part about myself yet. No. So it applies. It applies. We're, we're talking about our future here. We're looking forward to a future. Some 11 year olds are like this right now. What are we talking about? You're going to talk about kissing tonight? Most of us shouldn't do that. We're talking about kissing. Some of you are scared I'm going to talk about kissing because you're currently doing that right now. So, okay. Um, Oh, don't think I, didn't, I wasn't going to leave you out. Okay. <laughs> no pointing fingers. No pointing fingers. I want to tell you, so, so here's, here's, here's the awesome thing. I didn't get into this church till I was age 23. I was in a few youth groups growing up, but we never, ever, ever got rooted anywhere. I, I was never around anywhere long enough. Usually when someone first gets in the church, they kind of are just there and they're just getting used. They don't maybe listen to the teaching too much. They're not, they're just focused on like, all right, I'm here. Maybe get to know a couple people. If I pay attention, cool. If I don't, but I, I never, I never even made it past that stage, right? To where we would go to this youth group and kind of get really involved. And then we would get ripped up out of that church. Let's go to a different one. And then we go to this one. We can't go there as a female pastor. We can't go there because it's Catholic. We can't go there because this, 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 all these reasons. So I never got planted. I didn't know anything about relationships. I didn't know about dating. I didn't know about sex. I didn't know about what you do before marriage or what you don't do before marriage. I didn't know about any of that stuff. Not trying to bring uh, any shade to anybody in my life why I didn't get taught that. But I'm saying for you young people in here now at ages 11 through 18 right now, you're, given, you're being given information right now that you are now responsible for. You're welcome. 
Oh man, thanks. Oh, thanks. Gosh, I am responsible for that. You are responsible for what you know. And when you've been taught the truth and you understand the truth, if it's way over your head, okay, I don't blame you for that. But if you understand what I'm saying, you are now responsible to live that standard, if you know what I'm saying. So I was never told how a young person's life, what their life should look like. So I wrote down from according to the word, what I believe is what your all's lives should look like. And I'm, I'm including myself in this even, even though I'm married and I have three kids right now, I'm still including my stuff because all this stuff is, applies even to me. You ready for this? I'm a, you can write these down. I have, a, I have a f- three different points here. Ready for this? A young person's life should be spent, number one, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Ah, oh, I thought you were going to say on a future spouse. No, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Number one thing. Not fixing your eyes on that girl that does this little thing. Not that thing. Oh, a bunch of guys just, oh, shoot, you know, you know what I've been doing. Yeah, 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 okay. Not that thing. Girls not looking at the guys with the shirts off at the gym, flexing with their zero muscles. Not that thing. Not fixing your eyes on that thing. Man, everybody just got real cold on that one. I just called everybody out, and I'm not sorry about it. Okay. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. <laughs> You know, the reason we fix our eyes on Jesus is because life started because of Jesus and life will end with Jesus. And Jesus is your truest form of satisfaction and fulfillment in your life. Listen, I'm 33, take it from me. I have lived and done some dumb stuff before thinking that this would fill me and this would satisfy me. Jesus is way over here. I'm thinking, well, I'll try this and this and this and I'll chew this and I'll put this in my mouth and I'll drink this and I'll be with her and I'll try this job and I'll pursue this thing and this career. I'll be in the military. Not a single one of those things ever fulfilled me or satisfied me. They might for a short season, but then you're going to end up with this God-shaped hole inside your spirit again that's empty again, saying, fill me up. Come on, fill me up with something. And, you're, and oftentimes we run to these things that are so much lesser, so much lesser because it's a quick fix. It's because it feels good. What we need to do is put in the uncomfortable hard work of being consistent and faithful and dedicated and fix your eyes on Jesus. I am none of my friends are. I don't care what your friends are doing. You need to fix your eyes on Jesus right now. Let's look at Hebrews 12, 2 out of the NLT. It'll be up on the screen. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and, per- and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God, beside God's throne. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus. It's all kinds of things right now. We're talking about relationships, all kinds of guys and girls. Say, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, it's, it's, it's so different to fix your eyes on Jesus when 90% of the maybe the people you know at school aren't even doing that. He's like, Amy, my Christian friends aren't doing that. Let you be the one that does it then. It's the thing that's right. It's the thing that's going to help your life. And not just in relationships, in every single area of your life. Not, well, my mom said, no, but that's fine if your mom said that, if it's according to the word of God. Is this what Jesus said for you to do? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Ready for point number two? You ready? A young person should... Life should be spent focused on developing gifts and callings. Amzi, I'm 11. Cool. Start figuring out what you're called to do. Amzi, I'm 18, uh, going into college right now, seniors, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Awesome. Guess how much time you have? A ton. Start figuring it out. What comes easy to you that is, is hard for other people? What's the first thing that you wake up in the morning thinking about? What, what would you do for free? What job would you do? What work would you do for free? that you're passionate about. Oftentimes they'll show you 
what you're gifted and called to do. God has given everyone in here gifts, and then God has given everyone a specific calling or callings. I didn't know I'd be running a business. I thought I was probably going to do maybe something in the church. Another embarrassing thing. I thought I might be on Christian radio one day. God, I hate to have to admit that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hate to have to admit that. I did. I thought I was going to be, yeah, I'm going to be like next Reliant K, but probably super cheesy, you know? That's, hey, that's where I was going. That was my plan. Thank goodness that wasn't God's plan. Woo! Thank you, Lord, for, for saving me on that one. You saved my bacon. Um, <laughs> but everybody in here has, some of us have multiple gifts. And then there's, I think, so, so a lot of us in here could probably do five or six different jobs in our life and be really good at them because of gifting. But calling is something very specifically. God has called you specifically for something. You might be able to, on a bullseye, or on a, on a dartboard, every time you throw a bullseye or shoot an arrow, if you hit anything on that, except, you know, the little black rim that doesn't count, if you hit anything on that dartboard, it, it's worth points. But the bullseye is worth the most, and that's, that's what we're after. We're after, okay, God, I'm good at this. I could do this. So, so for me, example, I love military. I love EMT. I love fire. I love law enforcement, all that stuff. I'm good at that stuff, and I, I proved that through six years in the military. I moved up the ranks pretty quickly. I had a a number of accolades that were, without toot my horn, that were pretty good. Yeah. I was good at those things, and I, and I could still be doing those things right now, but what is it specifically that God has called me to do? What is it specifically that God has called you to do? I don't know those things. I know a lot of you. I know certain things some of you are really good at, but I, I don't know those things specifically. I know some of you really, really, really care for people. That should help you narrow down some things that you're supposed to do with your future. Does that make sense? Let's look at this. Um, First, we're talking about folk, we're being focused on developing gifts and callings. Let's look at 1 Peter 4, 10 through, the, through 11 of the Passion. It's on the screen. Every believer, see, if you think you're left out, listen to this. Every believer has received grace gifts. So use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. For example, if you have a speaking gift, speak as though God were speaking his words through you. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately with the strength God gives you, so that in everything God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ. For, for to him belong the power and the glory forever throughout all ages. Amen. Everyone has a gift. What is yours? And I'm sure everybody in here right now could probably at least write down one. If not three or four or five, I think we all could. Everyone has been called. What are you called to do? Amzie, I'm, I'm, again, I'm 11. I don't know. Listen, I remember when I hit age 20, I'm 33 now, I hit 25, and I thought to myself at one point, I am becoming <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> Nobody's going to care when I'm 30 plus years old because that's old. I, I love the version of myself that I am right now and the, and the person that I'm becoming because I know I'm getting better and better with God all the time. Don't think you're running out of time. Now, listen, if you're lazy, okay, that's one thing. But if you're pursuing God and you're, God, I'm, 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 I'm doing the things that I know I'm supposed to do, sometimes the seasons that we're in, they just take a little longer, and that's okay. Don't be so concerned, like, God, I've been in this season for, for three days now. It's taken forever. <laughs> Try being in one for a year or three years and doing the same thing all day, every day, and then wake up and again on Monday morning doing that same thing. Consistency and faithfulness will take you very, very, very far with God. God's working on our character a lot of times before he can trust us. If God gives you something before you're developed to have it, it will crush you. Anybody believe that God's a good father in here? Okay, awesome, 30, 35% of us. He is, and if he gives you something before it's time, it'll hurt you. So that's why you're like, God, I've been believing for this thing and I'm so certain it's you. 
Yeah, it probably is. Keep being faithful. Keep being consistent. You know, we're talking about relationships. If you're, if you're like a young person, you're like, I just want to know. Keep being faithful. Keep being consistent. And God will show you that thing and show you that person. You with me? Okay, number, you're not ready for number three. Enjoying singleness. That's what a young person, how your life should be set right now. Enjoying singleness. Not sinning, not enjoying sinning, enjoying singleness. <laughs> you with me? So that's if, so I'm, again, I'm not here to push boyfriend or girlfriend on you, hus- husband or wife on you. I'm not here to push that. I'm saying if God's called you to be married, which I think that'd be just about everybody in here, but if God's called you something different, that's fine. But if you choose to be married, then this is the time that you will, this, the, this is the last time that you'll ever experience singleness. Right now, in this stretch of time that you have, don't think, don't just wish it away because this is the last time it'll ever be this way. Because now, so I used to so look forward to, now hold on, hold on I, this is gonna come out wrong. I used to so look forward to being married. I love it, by the way, it's fantastic. I'm just prefacing, of that like, oh, he doesn't like being married anymore. No, I love it, it's, it's, it's the best life. But being married has its advantages and being single has its advantages. For instance, if I wanna go get Rooster's Chicken Wings at 9.45 on a Tuesday night with my friends, when I was single, I could. It doesn't really work like that when you're married anymore because then your wife says, ah, and your kids say, wah, you know, so like you, singleness has its advantages. Not, not that I'm promoting this anymore because I used to do it, but staying up till nah, two, three, four, five in the morning playing Xbox with your friends all night and then sleeping in the noon has its advantages. Don't do that, guys. Don't do what I did. It was fun while it lasted, but praise God I'm not there anymore. But singleness versus in a relationship you know, and married, they both have their their pros to it. Don't wish away your singleness right now, though, because I don't mean this in a bad way, but right now you are the least busiest and the, you have the least amount of responsibility you'll, you'll have in your life right now. And I'm not saying, well, Ams, you don't know what I do day to day. No, I get that. There's some people that have quite a bit more on them than others. Some people have a very easy life. Others in here have a lot more on their plate. Maybe that's... Um, expectations from your parents to help raise younger siblings or to fix a family or some people work some people don't some people have car payments some people don't you know what I'm saying don't wish away your singleness right now though this is the last time in your life that you'll be single let's look at Matthew 6 out of the passion translation so we're talking about relationships and, and, and preparing ourselves for that but this is, this is the best thing that you guys can do right now for a young person on how your life should be spent. Matthew 6, 33. I love this. It says, so above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all of these less important things will be given to you abundantly. So we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. And we're going to constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. That's what you need to be focused on at this time in your life right now. Not like, oh, but yeah, I'd rather have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Why? Why do you, to hold hands, to kiss? Or you go, oh, like, what's the reason? Like, let's focus on that stuff. It's better to get the solid foundation of who Jesus is in your life right now instead of going through 50 dating relationships and coming up here over and over for deliverance. It's good to figure it out now and get that foundation instead of being like me and having to start having a relationship with God finally in your early 20s. You're responsible now for what you know. Start laying that foundation. Say, God, hey, God, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with being single. I don't have to date right now. 
I don't care if literally everybody on the football team has a girlfriend except you. Awesome. They will not be married to those people. I about 120% guarantee you. Yeah, but they're high school sweetheart. It won't last. I know like two people in high school that had a high school sweetheart. <laughs> hey, just give up on it. Just give up on it. If it's not God, just give up on it. <laughs> Why am you so savage tonight? It's all right. Those are the two things that we need to be doing right now is fixing our eyes on Jesus and seeking his kingdom first. Just going, what does that mean? Just go after everything related to God. Go after it. Serve in your church. Be a witness wherever you go. Love people. Be generous. Tithe. Seek after God with everything you got. And then it says all these lesser things because you thought the relationship was here and God was here, but he's saying, no, I'm actually here. And that lesser thing, of a spouse, yeah, it's great that you want to be married and, and maybe you know have a family one day, but it's a lesser thing. Fixing your eyes on Jesus and seeking his kingdom is number one right now. Thank you. You just stole the words right out of my, out of my mouth. Here's another thing. I want. Just do what you're passionate about right now in your singleness. Again, I used to go shoot guns all the time. Listen, being married is amazing. I love it. It's not the old ball and chain like some of y'all think. <laughs> well, MZ, I see my parents and their marriage is falling apart. Don't let that be your marriage then one day or your relationships with people one day. Who cares? Who cares if your parents, I'm sorry that it's happening that way right now, but how about you be the person that changes that for your future and for everyone else in front of you that's coming, your kids and their kids. How about that? I don't care that it ran in the family. It, that's fine. That's fine if it ran in the family. Let it stop with you and let you be someone who changes that from here on out. But do right, right now, do, what's, do what you're passionate about. You got a lot of time. Do what you're passionate about. Study that thing that you're passionate about. Read astrophysics at night. I don't even know why you do that, but it's amazing. I know nothing about that. Someone shows me a picture of space. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? You, you could probably explain it to me. Actually, Emily could after that kahoot the other night. You blew my, my mind with your wisdom of space. I was like, wow. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. But everything you do as a young person when it comes to relationships right now will either hurt you or help you. Right now, right now in your singleness, if you decide to date, whatever you do right now when it comes to a boyfriend or a girlfriend, it will either hurt you or it's going to help you for the future. If you know what I'm saying. Your goal, my goal, it should be your goal. Your goal with a relationship, which should turn into a marriage, your goal should be how little baggage or no baggage can I bring into this relationship? Not like, let me date, let me date, let me just try out all this stuff and then uh, they won't work and I'll find my knight in shining armor, I'll find my angel over here, my bae, my honey, my sweetheart, and she'll just fix everything for me. She'll, she'll cut all those bags loose, loose that I'm dragging around. Whatever you do right now in your signal, singleness will either hurt you in the next relationship or it'll help you. It's not just, well, let me just date and just try this out, nope. And this is not an anti, you should never date, it's wrong. But there needs to be a purpose to it. There needs to be some future thoughts in mind. <laughs> and you need to hear from God. Kind of important. <laughs> let me also just say this, and if you thought this was this way, let me just say this. A spouse or boyfriend or a girlfriend will not fix you. The broken, messed up version of you right here, and you go all the way over here, bring it over here to being married, same version of you. Same issues. You just carried them into a marriage, and guess what? Now you're going to affect a, affect a family, a spouse, and maybe kids. 
Let's work on ourselves. Let's get that foundation. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Let's seek his kingdom first. Let's let all that dead weight fall behind. Let's cast all that stuff behind us and then move forward. Let's prepare ourselves, first of all, for a relationship. Most people are not ready for it. Even in their early 20s, they're not even ready for it. That's fine. I know the, the male brain, I think, uh, start, stops kind of maturing at like age 25. I think that. So there you go, guys. Let that one bless you. <laughs> all the girls said, amen, we know. <laughs> but every negative thing you do with someone in a relationship will carry over to the next. Here's some good reasons not to date right now. Anybody like heartbreak? Let me see. Okay, no hands. I didn't think so. Heartbreak as a young person is not fun. When we're still maturing, when we're still learning about ourselves, heartbreak isn't a very fun thing. That's what almost always, 99% of the time, what happens when you get in relationships before you're supposed to be married to somebody, right? You see it, all, you know all your friends, you know people in this room right now. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just not, you know, not gonna go too far with that. Here's some good reasons to not date. Teen pregnancy is not very fun. Whatever side you're on, not very fun. We love those people, absolutely. We welcome them in here, 100%. Welcome with open arms, love them, care for them. But it's not super fun when you do something before it's not the right time. <laughs> Let that bless you. Feeling full of shame and guilt when you lay down at night, it's not super fun. Anybody ever enjoyed that? It's like, man, I'd take another dose of that. That'd be great. <laughs> it's not super fun. <laughs> How about, how about when you do finally, if you dated a whole bunch and then you finally meet the right one, but when you're with the right one, you're thinking about the other ones from the past. If you've lived a little bit like myself, you'll know that that is a real thing. So better to not be involved over here with this stuff and wait so when you get over here, you don't have all that baggage to deal with. You don't have to pray to God, God, please deliver me. Please help me with this. I don't want to think like this. I don't want to be with my spouse, whether you're a girl in here praying for your future husband. I want to be with him and be thinking about somebody from my past. That's something you'll have to deal with if you, if you don't watch it right now. That's just real talk. I have no problem telling on myself. Literally don't care. Because then when you, if someone were to gossip about me one day, you're like, oh, I already know that. Amzie told us from the front. <laughs> Let's go. So... <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's another thing. If the person that you want to date or be in a relationship with isn't the right one, is literally just a waste of time. Guys, it's a waste of money. <laughs> if you're a gentleman, you can pay for stuff. Girl's like, I want to pay? Cool, hey, if you want to pay, go for it. Fine by me. I ain't going to tell you no. It's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Your emotional energy takes away from your spiritual time. You start, you take your, you, you start, so here's, I just heard this preacher say this the other day. He said, when you're believing God for something, your eyes are fixed on him. This could be this way with a, with a right or a wrong relationship. God, I'm, I'm trusting you. God, please bring in that person. He's like, all right. And he brings that person to you. And all of a sudden you get that person and you're like, thanks. And you just take your eyes off of God. And then you start living your life and you, you, you even forget that God blessed you with that thing to begin with. All, I don't care. Always, 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 always fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the main thing. He's the thing that we should be focused on. Not a spouse. They come second. They absolutely come second. Relationships come second. My father-in-law told me this one time. I got him at his weakest point. We were in a hospital with Jess when she wrecked her van down the street. And it was like 2 a.m. in the morning. It was winter time. <laughs> we were like way up on it. We were both barely awake. We we're kind of sitting there. Our eyes are barely open. And he's like, let's go get some food. So we went down to the cafeteria, came back up, and I'm like, I'm asking him. This is the time. He's at his lowest point right now. 
and he's weak, and I can get him. And right before we went in the room, I was like, can I, can, I, can I talk to you for a second down here? He's like, he was really sleepy, and all of a sudden he goes, yeah? Well, I was just, uh, I was just wondering if I could marry your daughter. So uh, he said, yes, I'm married to her right now, praise God. But what he told me, he said, that's great, blah, 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 all this stuff. But first of all, you better love God more than you love her. And then second, and he gave me the second, two, three, four, five. And the fifth one, he said, if you hurt her, I'll kill you. I was like, yes, sir. He's a plumber, so he's got all kinds of pipes and stuff he could whoop me with. But, <laughs> but don't date right now. Don't be in a relationship if, unless it's the right one because it is a waste of time. Man, gosh, man, I'm this close to getting this girl snapped, dude. Awesome. Don't get it. Don't get her number. It's not even worth it. If you're 14 in here right now, it probably won't be the person that you end up with. Unless God has showed you that and you're very confident about it. Okay, sure. I would say the large, large majority of the time it doesn't work. It just doesn't. Well, Amzi, uh, you know, mom said uh, that there's a lot of fish in the sea. Anybody ever heard that one? Anybody's parents ever said that? I can't raise my hand. My parents go to church here. <laughs> you know what there's also in the sea? There's a lot of catfish too. <laughs> and sharks. Yep. There's bottom dwellers. And then there's sharks that want to eat you. There's a lot of fish in the sea. Sure, there are. But watch out for them. Or you're going to end up on the show Catfish and Neve's going to be calling you up. <laughs> well, MC, dad said I can date around to find out what I like. But hasn't dad been... No, no shame. Hasn't dad been divorced like six times? And like, it was like on his 13th girlfriend, right? Like, we need to watch the relationship advice we're getting from people. Oh, yeah, try it, man. You only live once. And those people that usually say that stuff, their life reflects that. No peace, no joy, no stability, no consistency. I can't even talk. No consistency and no faithfulness. Just saying, watch who you get your spiritual, your dating advice from. Kind of a big deal. You know what I do? And I do this for a lot of things in my life. Whenever I want to know, hey, what should I be doing with my life? First of all, I find scripture on it. Second, I think who in the church or who in my life is a smart person and who has lived through a couple things and are at least 10 years older than me that I can go to and say, you seem like you have an amazing marriage. Can you talk to me about it? And most likely they'll say, you know, it hasn't always been perfect, but we've learned a couple things. Those are the people I'm learning from. Not the one who just started in this thing. And that's fine. It's good for you to get together and talk about things and learn from each other. But I'm going straight to the top of who I think these people are just doing awesome. I'm going to go to them. Okay, I'm closing with this. Here's some key identifiers for a future mate. We're talking about relationships. You ready? Can I get a drum roll for this one real quick? Do they know Jesus? Wow. <laughs> MZ, <laughs> she, uh, she went to a church camp when she was seven. Great. Awesome. I do not care. Do they know Jesus? Oh, it's funny, but that's an overlooked identifier sometimes. Oh, uh, I think. <laughs> it's funny. Some of you guys sitting here talk like that. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to look. Um, okay. <laughs> Key identifiers for future mate. If a tragedy happened, would they say, what will we do? Or will they say, let's pray? If a tragedy happened, how are they going to respond to that? Just be watching for these things. When you get around that person, maybe, maybe God has showed you somebody. Maybe they're in this church. Maybe you're sitting right now. Um, maybe they're in this church or just maybe there's somebody, you know, God has showed you them and said, 
hey, I, and you're like, hey, I think this is my spouse. Just start watching them. Not like creeping out in their window. Like just start like watching them. You know what I'm saying? Watch how they respond to certain things. Is it a, what will we do? Or is it, hey, I'm confident. Let's pray. You know, a 14 or 15, 16 year old can act like that. Did you know that? They can, if you want to. Next one. Will this person let you just be negative all the time and complain about everything? Or are they going to be like, hey, dude, you're wrong. Stop talking like that. My wife does that. It's not fun. Are they quick to forgive? Because guess what? If they ain't quick to forgive others, are they going to be quick to forgive you? Oh, because you will mess up. And you're going to need forgiveness from them one day. Do they hold grudges against these people that have messed them up in their past? Because if they do, might want to check if that would carry over into a relationship. No big deal, just a couple, a couple little things to think about. Do they love people? Do they love people? Jesus kind of told us, you know, like the most important thing. Usually when it's a first mention, it's a big deal. Do they love people? How about this one? This is great. Do they have a brain? Are there scrambled eggs up there? Or is there a box of rocks? Do they... Is it hollow space? Does it sound like, you know, like hollow wood when you're knocking on it? Do they have a brain? <laughs> another, another much uh, a nicer version, politically correct. Oh, they have common sense. <laughs> what are these people thinking? What are they like when you're around them? How about this? How do they spend their money? And what do they think about money? How to handle it? How to spend it? Just a couple identifiers. They're free. You can uh, uh, cash at me later if you want to. How do they treat their mom or their dad? Woo! I've seen a couple of y'all treat your mom and dad in a negative way around here before. Um, how they treat their mom and dad. If they, and here's another thing. If you don't have your parents in your life, how, how, do they, how do you treat the ones that are in authority over you? How about that? Here's, here's a real fun one. Are they a gossiper? I think we did a really good job at weeding out gossip in this uh, youth ministry and in this church. Is it perfect? No. I think we've done a great job, though, at setting a standard and a culture. We just don't do that, y'all. You with me? Anybody who's like, uh-oh, I'm guilty of that. Um, do they tithe? How about that? Here, I'm giving you this list, and you're like, dude, I was just trying to, like, hold hands and kiss, bro. Like, I wasn't trying to think about all this. You are now responsible for what you know. May you be blessed in Jesus' name. <laughs> and again, I know not everyone in here is after our relationship right now. Some of you are loving the singleness. Some of you are desperate to find somebody. The ones that are desperate to find somebody, just be careful. Fall in love with Jesus first. You can do that. And it's, it's so, there's so much satisfaction and so much fulfillment there. You can do it. I'm going to close with this last scripture. You ready? Psalms 37, through, 4 through 5 out of the Passion. This sums up everything we're talking about as a single person and when it comes to dating. It says, find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh and he will give you what you desire the most. Give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. But Amzie, I'm ready now. You will find out that he pulled it off perfectly. Amzie, she's not the one I thought. You will find out that he pulled it off perfectly. You have your timeline and what you think and how it should look, but when you give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. I can say that has been my story time and time and time again. A lot of things, not even just relationships, business, family, hobbies, things I thought I was supposed to do. 
Most of the time don't end up the way I thought they were. And almost all the time, they're always better than the way I thought they were gonna turn out because I trusted him and I didn't move too fast before it was time. So a lot of people that move, move too fast before they're ready. And then, you, then you, you, they disappear for a while from church and you don't see them. Where'd they go? Everybody's wondering, where'd they go? Well, you didn't hear, like a month ago, they, you know, blah, blah, blah. Went out and they're doing this now. Oh, shoot, no, I, I didn't know anything about that. And then four, five, six months, a year goes by, all of a sudden that person's back. Please love me, please forgive me. And all of a sudden they're super involved with their church friends, you know what I'm saying? I, was, I had a short period of time when I first got in church where I was like that. And life is so good. And you know, that person was so wrong for me. And I shouldn't have done this thing. Like I, I knew it was wrong. All y'all were right. And then four months later, back to that. Same thing. They're rushing out before God's timing, thinking that they know better, thinking that their, their plan is better. But if you give God the right to direct your life, and as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Does God know better than you? Yes. Let's learn to trust him. So if you got anything out of this, I just want you guys to know to fix your eyes on Jesus. Just keep looking at Jesus. Talk to him about relationships. Talk to him about the future. If you have specific questions, literally just ask him exactly what you're thinking. You don't have to go, go to him and speak some kind of way that's fake. Just be real with him. And then if you, Matthew 6, so above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these lesser things will be added. It's pretty cool because it's, it's kind of like the things that you were worrying about so much, you don't have to worry about them. He just said, hey, just, just spend time with me. Trust me, I'll take care of all this stuff. It's like, a, it's like a promise, it's like a guarantee. And I'm pretty sure when God says something in the Bible, he, will, he always backs it up, no matter what. You gotta do some work in that time though. But if God promises you something, you, you can consider it done. You with me? Anybody mad at me? I saw like someone go like, they're like trying to like real quick, like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Relationships are fantastic and they're amazing and they're wonderful and they're great, but they are the best when it's the, when it's the right time. And when God has, a lot of time, you're, a lot of times, so much of the time with things in life like this, your character is not developed enough for you to be ready for that thing. There's certain things right now I'm asking God and I feel like I see him I see myself doing some things in the future and I think kind of, I've talked to my wife the other day, I said, I wonder maybe why this hasn't happened yet because I'm, I'm almost waiting for the call for someone to ask me this thing and it hasn't happened yet. And we were both like, probably just because my character's not developed far enough. And I'm absolutely fine with saying that. I just need some more work. I need to be more faithful, more consistent, more, uh, have a, some more of a solid, firm foundation of the word of God in my life, spend more time in prayer, spend more time praying in tongues. That's why character's being developed. Don't try to go before it's time. Okay, you with me? Um, right after this, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to play a quick game. And Tegan has prepared something for us. Y'all know what it is. Let's pray first. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media 